Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that considers alcohol a legitimate factor of film criticism. <laughs> I'm Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. Hey man, how's it going? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the new year. Yep. And and on that intro, cheers. <laughs> Salud. <laughs> ah. Yum. <laughs> okay. I have an interesting pod uh, lined up for tonight. I want to uh, kind of talk about some things that we have kind of lined up slash planned uh, for the podcast in 2015. Um, and then we're going to reset the roulette and probably just move right into Recently Watched after that because I've been watching a ton of stuff since work has been uh, slowing down and we were on some holiday, t- holiday time. I was able to get a lot watched. Uh, a lot of good stuff to talk about. Okay. First off, coming to pod in 2015. I am still working on getting this thing on iTunes. I was hoping to do this over the uh, Christmas New Year's break, and then my whole family has been struck down with the flu and illnesses, and it's just been chaos around here the last couple weeks. So I have not had the time that I thought I would have set aside. I am still hoping to have this one up on there. Uh, it all kind of depends on how this week goes. But I am hoping to have that up there this week. Okay. Uh, something we were, were teasing six months ago, what we were going to put off until 2015, well, it's 2015, and now it's time for us to get into our top 100. Yep. And I uh, think the way that we're going to roll with that, if you had no objection, was we'll do kind of one uh, entry of that per month uh, instead of just every pod we're listing yeah. stuff like crazy so we'll just kind of do it one month it's going to be a year-long event 2015 is the year we break down our top 100 and honorable mentioned um we're gonna have another mega pod coming soon with some cinema sidekicks i'm sure pre-oscars we always tend to do one um so we're gonna do another one i'm i'm sure i haven't even really talked to him too much but i'm sure that that will happen pre-oscars and it'll be our post 2014 wrap-up yeah, And another thing I was thinking about doing in 2015 is maybe once a month, maybe not quite that often, but I want to do a director spotlight where we take an episode, maybe not the entire episode, but just do that as a segment in an episode once a month where we break down a director from head to toe. Okay. Yep. I like that. Okay. That's all for coming soon to the Movie Freaks pod in 2015. Now let's move into the roulette. And if you're not familiar with the roulette... Because you're new to the show, or hopefully this is on iTunes. Um, <clears throat> the movie roulette is something that Eugene and I came up with where we force each other to watch movies. Either <laughs> uh, because we want that person to have to sit down and enjoy a movie, they, or watch a movie they might not otherwise take the time to watch that we love. Or we also have the blind roulette where we force them to watch a movie diving on the grenade for us that we haven't seen. Um, that way they can tell us if it's good or not, and we can either uh, waste our time or find those gems in the rough that we're always looking for. Uh, last episode we did a 
We've been on a regular roulette stretch where we're watching genuinely good movies that we're actually <laughs> recommending. <laughs> As opposed to the previous ten episodes of Blind where we were just watching just garbage after garbage. <laughs> yep. Uh, and, and not only was it a regular roulette, it was kind of a double roulette. As we threw in bonus movies for the uh, the ones that we picked. I had Horror Express and Silent Night, the remake. And you had V for Vendetta with an add-on of the Riddick movie anime Dark Fury. Yes. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's do our mains first. We'll just kind of bounce these four back and forth. Sure. You do, yep. you do V, I'll do Horror Express, Dark Fury, Silent Night. Let's do it like Perfect. that. Okay. Okay, so V for Vendetta. I watched this movie... Uh, Several years ago, not several years ago, back when it came out on DVD, I watched this with my wife, and I remember enjoying it enough, but I remember literally nothing about the movie, and other than Natalie Portman gets bald in it, and there's a big <laughs> bomb in the end. That's I, I remember nothing about the movie. Well, since then, just like with uh, Body of Lies, the uh, my outlook on life has changed some, my worldview has changed some, and... Uh, therefore, you recommended that I should give this movie a rewatch, just like Body of Lies is. Uh, my my politics have changed some, and you should rewatch this. Well, Body of Lies was fantastic, and uh, that, hence I'm like, okay, well then, if that's the case, I should give V for V for Vendetta another chance. And so that was my pick last last week. Rewatch it. I I'll just start off by saying I did not like this as much as Body of Lies. I wasn't as surprised as much surprised with this as I was with Body of Lies. However, mm. I did like this, and I liked it much more than I remember liking it. Um, cool. Yeah, so, I mean, I think because Body of Lies was so powerful, and it, this was a little bit more, I don't want to say popcorn movie, but it was a little bit more, you know. It's based on a comic book, a graphic yeah. novel, so yeah. it, it definitely has that, that flavor. Yeah. The legendary Alan Moore, of course, which I'm, I'm guessing that he's probably... Uh, written off the movie and hates it and all that good stuff more than yes, likely. Yes, yeah, yes, of I'm course, sure. yeah. yes. But I I liked it um especially the ending. The uh, if you you know it, to me it drug a little bit here and there uh but then whenever I'm like let's go it got going and then it the plot progressed a little bit and then I'm like okay and I kind of and then bits and pieces were coming back to me and I'm like, ah, oh, I see where this is going in the end, and I like the. I want to give any. I, I'm I'm trying not to give anything away because yeah. Yeah, it's very, very, very political, very, very electiony, and how things could be, and what should happen if things would get like that. So, um, well, he wrote there, this in the '80s under Margaret Thatcher. He's British under Margaret Margaret yeah. Thatcher's uh, rule of thumb, <clears throat> uh, who ruled with an iron fist. Yeah, but. Uh, so it was is it was made in that time, but it was also kind of very very kind of prophetic. If you oh, ask yes. me, there there were yeah. some elements of it that now again I don't know how much it uh, stays true to the actual book. I haven't read the graphic novel. Um, I I intend to. I love Alan Moore's writing, even though he's a colossal weirdo in real life. Uh, <laughs> I have no problem saying that. I've said that many times. The dude seems like a gigantic douchebag in real life, but his writing is just. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. As a comic guy, I mean, I've been working on collecting his Swamp Thing run, and I never thought I could get into Swamp Thing, but his work on it, it's its like literature. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, reading it, it's not like, hey, I got a cape, and I'm saving the damsel in the distress. It's, it's, it's introverted and uh, very deep. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but I, cool. I gotta well, say, I, the, uh, yeah, the one, one of the main parts I liked... Um, 
is like I said, just like sometimes I'm like, let's keep going here, and then they they would, and uh, there was a scene where uh, Hugo Weaving's character gets into a knife fight uh, with a bunch of cops, and that was totally money right there. That was awesome. I loved yeah. it. So, but ew, yeah, it gets a thumbs up. Definite, definite thumbs up. It was, uh, like I said, not as good as Body of Lies, but I almost wasn't expecting it to be because I was blown away by Body of Lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, I was like, that, that was definitely worth a rewatch, uh, especially with how I am now with, uh, with worldview type stuff. I'm like, that was, that was cool to see again, so... Yep, and I believe that director was it James McEntee, I believe was his yes. name. But the Wachowskis yes. that were producing it, um, and so everybody was expecting another Matrix thing. They were hot off Matrix when that happened. Yeah, um, and it has it's kind of a split on that. A lot, fifty fifty people love it, hate it, whatever. Um, but then I believe James McEntee, the next thing he went and made was Ninja Assassin. Do you remember that movie? Oh. Yeah, yes. and I believe the Wachowskis didn't have anything to do with that one, so Eesh. yeah, there's James yeah. McAtee out, out on his own. I, forgive me if that's not the guy that actually directed it. I'm just pulling that out of the ether of my memory, but I think that's who it was. So yeah, I was all pumped, like, well, I know everybody was split on V, but I really like V, and uh, Ninja, Assassin Ninjas, all right! And then I sat in the theater going, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> While uh, the direct-to-video ninja starring uh, uh, Scott Atkins kicked far, ass. Far superior, and that came out yes. like the same time. <laughs> yes. But yeah, anyway. I remember thinking that there's no way that'll be as good. That, that'll that top Ninja Assassin, and then, wow, it blew it out of the water. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, on my side, Horror Express uh, from 1972. An English anthropologist discovers a frozen uh, monster. Nice. It actually says, has discovered a frozen monster in the frozen wastes, yeah, okay, of Manchuria, uh, which he believes to be the missing link. And then he brings it on a train and all hell breaks loose. I'll leave it at that. Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, and Telly Savalas. Um, yeah, I definitely i am going to give this a movie a thumbs up, although I'll say for the first half, I was teetering. I mean, don't get me wrong, you can watch... Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee sit around and 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 talk about their bowels for an hour and a half, and yeah. you'll, you're gonna you're gonna keep watching because they'll they'll make it interesting. Yeah. But I was starting to like, come on, let's pick it up. I mean, I had a few interesting bits along the way, but it was got getting very talky in the first half, and then they started to uh, reveal a few things about the creature and about what's going on, and it was like, oh, now I'm on board. Yeah, like, this is sweet. And, that, and about that time where you start to teeter again, Telly Savalas shows up, uh-huh. and he's just <laughs> yeah. hamming it up like crazy. Oh, yeah. And he 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 about made it. He stole the show from those two. And that's saying something. He was great. I thought that, that, that creature was so creepy looking. It was. The- it was so creepy and, and cool. Um so, I mean, I'm definitely giving it a thumbs up. It's not even a pa- I guess another thing we should throw in, resetting the roulette, we kind of only give uh, a handful of reviews on the, uh, ratings on the roulette, and that's kind of yeah. thumbs up, thumbs down, pass, and our a gem in the rough status. Yeah. Uh, this, this one, not a pass. I'm giving it a true thumbs up, but it's not one that I could see myself rewatching very often or, or yeah. really seeking out. Like, I wouldn't give it a super high score. Um, so it sounds like I, we're on the on the same page with this and V for Vendetta. I really liked it, but it's not like one where I can't. W- I'll watch it again, 
but it might be a little while till I watch it again. Sure. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I did like it. I, I thought that uh, I was kind of surprised. Again, maybe I'm just thinking about the first half. I was kind of surprised how much you liked it because it was very much a classic film. Um, and I don't know. I, 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 but then again, that second half is fast-paced and crazy and horror. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. Um, and the uh, another thing I want to talk about was the uh, Blu-ray transfer. Um, because for a film of that age, that transfer was magnificent. It looked yeah. so good. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, that was it. It was just. Oh, it looked so good. Definitely one to seek out and check off at, uh, the list. Add to your all-time checklist of films that you should see at least once before you die. Um, that's gonna be it for Horror Express. Chronicles okay. of Riddick: Dark Fury, sir. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, like I said in the the previous episode, like what we talked about previous episode, and on uh, Soft Underbelly, when I went through David Toy's list of movies, I have not seen. Uh, this little 35-minute animated in-betweener type movie from Pitch Black to Chronicles of Riddick. And this movie here, this short movie, I guess, it, it fills in the blanks of what happened in between those. And for that reason, I think it's uh, it's essential viewing if you're a huge fan of the, the universe that uh, Vin Diesel and David Toy have created with Riddick. And I, I love this sci-fi universe, and so... I can't believe it took me this long to watch it, but I am glad that I watched it. It's not it's not as good as the movies, but I don't think it's supposed to be. It's a 35-minute long animated thing that, that to, to tie them together, and it works very well. And it's cool to see some of the characters on this animated uh, movie where you're like, oh, I, he, that, that bad guy or that bounty hunter was in the beginning of Chronicles of Riddick. And I'm like, oh, okay, I see where what happened to this character and this character. So it was really cool. It's, like, it's a good uh, bridge gapper. Yeah, it was almost like, and that's why I like uh, liked about it so much too. When I watched it, obviously I'm an animation horror, so it was easy for me to like it. But um, there were parts of it where I go, "Oh, now watching Chron- Chronicles, it makes sense." I, I didn't realize I was seeing the joke before anybody or the punchline before anybody gave me the setup. Like it felt like that was the setup. That stuff with tombs. So yes. that, that, so when I watched Chronicles later, it was like. I was never confused about that stuff in Chronicles, but then rewatching them, like I see their history now. Oh yeah! Like, oh, that was badass. So yeah, uh, that's yep. why I like it so much. Yeah, but. that was a that was a thumbs up. I'm glad that I watched it, and I'm I, I'll eventually. I wish that it would have a Blu-ray transfer, but it's a 35 minute animated thing, so it's like it's not. You know, I'm not gonna go drop 20 bucks or something on that thing. No, and I wish too it would be out on Blu-ray. But I don't know. It's so annoying. I bought the Blu-ray combo pack. The Chronicles of Riddick collection, where before there was three of them, so yeah. I have part one, part two, both on Blu-ray, and then they throw in this as a DVD. I'm like, why would you just throw that one on DVD? I, is, yeah. is the expense between DVD and Blue that much? It probably is. What do yeah. I know? Um, or even it's 35 minutes. Tack it onto one of the movies, just as a special feature or something, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, really. Yeah, that but anyway, nice. yeah. But I, I agree with you. I, I definitely think of it as a bridge gapper, the same way that I do with the Animatrix. Um, yes. The, the way it's great to watch those in between. I, I I love it for that. Yeah. Well, cool. We're just uh, hitting all thumbs up all around on all of these things. And then we come to... Uh, <laughs> Here we go. 2012 Silent Night, a remake. Uh, no, not even really. No, uh, no. Supposedly uh, a cash-in attempting to get money from... 
fans of uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night from the 80s. How about that? Yes. We'll we'll say it's that. Um, Police force of remote Midwestern town search for a killer Santa Claus who's picking off uh, citizens on Christmas Eve. And now you know as much as I do about this movie, and I watched it all the way through. Yeah. There are a thousand horror movies like this on the planet. You can stumble on them all day, every day. Totally interchangeable. This thing stands out, not one iota from any of them. And that's one of... uh, Some crazy guy is killing people and they are going to expose him. And the whole movie you're trying to figure out who it is. And they keep misdirecting you with, well, this guy is a scumbag and this guy is a scumbag. And then the next scene they die. So you're still like, oh, I can't wait to see who the killer is going to be revealed. It's probably the last person I'm expecting. It's probably that guy. Well, then that guy gets killed. It's so irritating because yeah. it's impossible to tell you who the killer actually was in this movie. And I'll yeah, tell you, by the time two thirds of the way through the movie, I didn't even freaking care. It was just on it. I I watched every minute. I'm not yeah. saying I paid attention to every minute, but it was on in the background while I was working on the computer about the. About a fourth of the way into, I was like, yeah, this is getting too much of my attention. I'm going to move on and just work, and I promise to watch it all, and oh, oh, somebody's dying, okay, uh, yeah, uh-huh, Shredder, yeah, into the, into the, yep. yeah, okay, yep, okay, now somebody's getting a meat hook, and okay, yeah. Who's the killer? <laughs> oh, it's probably the perv priest, right? No. It's probably this guy. Nope. It's probably the co- convict. Nope. I don't even know who the killer was at the end. Yeah. I don't care. It's no. a terrible movie, and if you're a fan of Silent Night, Deadly Night, don't do what I did and go watch it, because you don't have to. It was it's terrible. Uh, it's terrible. Just Ugh. awful. And I'm I'm very forgiving of slasher movies, and I've this time especially, I'm like, even if this would not have been a... And it's not a remake of Silent Night, Deadly Night, it, even though it's they... It's not. The, no. no. That, Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, you're the huge fan of horror movies, but you especially like slasher movies. Yes. I am a fan of horror movies, but not to the extent that you are. Slasher movies, I can give or take. It's got to be a little special for me to appreciate it. Yeah. And for all the years that you were trying to get me to watch Silent Night, Deadly Night, I finally gave in and watched it and was blown away. And completely agreed. This is a unique film. This is different. This is not your average run-of-the-mill slasher no. movie. This thing is insane from beginning to end, but especially the beginning and the end. Uh, yeah. It's just absolutely, completely nuts, and it sets itself completely apart from other generalized black glove killer slasher movies. Yeah. And the Silent Night remake is the polar opposite of that. It is everything that I hate about slasher movies. It, oh, freaking, it was yeah. terrible. Yeah. And at one yep. point, I was like, okay, this has got to be about over, right? I'm, I'm nearing the end. And I hit display, and it's like 20 minutes left. I'm like, what the hell do you have left to say? <laughs> there is nothing left to say in this piece of shit. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I understand that there's a lot of slasher movies that, uh, that have really bad acting or whatever. But a lot of them are still, they're lovable in a certain sort of cheesy way. This one here, I hated everybody. I mean, Malcolm McDowell was in this. He was, I hated him in this movie. Hated I mean, him. I, I, I thought the acting was serviceable. Uh, Donald Logue, I love in everything, and and same with Jamie King. I really have a soft yeah. spot for her, and I don't know why, but she's in a lot of bad movies, but I still like her. 
Uh, yeah. Malcolm McDowell has been mailing it in for like a, what, 20 years, so I, yeah. whatever. I I don't blame any of them for collecting a paycheck. Yeah. Even even the way it was shot was fine. I mean, it, it didn't hurt my eyes. I was like, all right, you know, that's okay. But there's just no writing. There's just no writing there. There was nothing hmm. creative in the writing. There was nothing interesting in the characters. I didn't care and then in the end, it's just some random somebody. I didn't even know yeah. who it was. If they would have even used the blueprint from from the original, uh, if it's going to be a remake, use the blueprint from that one. Instead, it like I said, it has nothing to do other than a killer is dressed up like Santa Claus. And that's not what the original Silent Night, Deadly Night is all about. It's about a child that was traumatized as a, as a kid and is there's just a lot going on in this kid's life. This has nothing to do with any of that. It's just a random weirdo eh, hated it hated but it what makes it even worse is that uh talentless hacks like you and i could have made this silent night remake there is no yes, talent involved in this whatsoever None. zero None. yeah it was, uh, people yeah. got paid to make this movie really yeah. like there were people paid to make this yeah uh, it's so cookie cutter and boring and uh it's just it, it, like when you have the original there as as the blueprint what the hell is the holdup? What's the problem? Yeah. Just yeah. do that. Even if you do that badly, it will be more interesting than those thousand other black love slasher yeah. bullshit movies. Yeah. But they didn't do that. They're just like, let's no. do let's do generic. Let's do that. Uh, whatever. Yeah. We have spent yeah. way too much time on this piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we're in total yeah. agreement on four out of four movies. That yes. is remarkable. And yes. I call that a win all around. Yes, um, me too. So let's move on to the next round of the roulette, and I think we agreed since we both uh, since we did uh, two rounds of Blu-ray uh, regular roulette, in which we were so happy to not be watching something shitty. We both agreed that it's time to move back into the blind roulette and start watching yeah. something shitty again, yeah. because <laughs> we really have to spread out these good movies. Otherwise, yes. we're going to use them you all see. up, and then we'll be stuck watching crap for the rest of the year. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, Want me to take over? Okay, I'll yeah, uh, yeah I'll, you, I'll go ahead. You, you okay. go ahead. Okay, so and just so you know, I have I have three categories, but we're I'm, we're obviously going to be doing the blind roulette. But I did still have the I I kept the Blu-ray list up there, and I, I added one or two, uh, and then I have the blind, and then I also have Netflix that have been watched and and w- awaiting your opinions on. Um, so, um, but I, 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 I have everything. Let's, let's stick, let's stick to Netflix this round. Okay. Um, I mean, okay. Like, what do you want to do? Uh, five blind and five have seen or something I've like got, that? uh, yeah, I've got right now, I've got six of the blind and six have scenes and they're all on Netflix. So I'm not sure if you can scrounge up. Oh, I have my my mega list up here. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm good okay. to go. Oh, I can definitely okay. do that. Okay. Um, why don't you give me the blind first? We'll okay. start there. See if there's anything in there that piques my interest. Okay. Uh, okay. So for the blind, and there's one or maybe two of them you may have seen, but I wasn't sure, so I just I threw it on here. There's uh, the one that I'm I'm thinking two we both might have on here. Not seen. Okay. Both neither one of us have seen, and I'll bet it's. It might be on here. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Okay, the first one I have is called At the Devil's Door. 
when ambitious young real estate agent uh, Leah is asked to sell a house with a checkered past, she crosses paths with a disturbed girl who she believes is the runaway daughter of, uh, let me see, of the, um, ah, shit, hold on here, uh, runaway daughter of the couple selling the property, uh, when she intervenes to help her, she becomes entangled with a supernatural force that soon pulls uh, Leah's artist sister Vera into its web and sin- sinister goings-ons. So, a horror movie uh, with a young girl. We're off to a resounding, resounding start. <laughs> <laughs> right, next up is a okay. uh, drama with pregnant women. <laughs> uh, next, one, I'm throwing this back on here because this really sounds good, and that's hide and seek. Uh, missing brother, uh, hide-and-seek codes, a shocking truth for two different families and the struggle to save their families from someone who is already living inside their house. This is directed by Jung Ho, I guess is how you pronounce it. He's only made one movie. This is a Korean movie, I believe, but it gets really good uh, marks. Okay. Uh, really good marks from what, from what I see. It's, it sounds really interesting. Um, and then next up is the 1980s uh, original April Fool's Day. Um, and for some reason, that's a slasher movie that kind of went under the radar, and I don't believe I've ever seen that one. Uh, and so, uh, and that's one where a bunch of people get together for there's April a, Fool's. There's, there's a remake of it. Yes, which I saw, and it was terrible. Um, a group of nine college students staying at a friend's remote island mansion become or begin to fall victim to an unseen murder over April Fool's Day weekend. Uh, I, that I don't know. I've never. It's a slasher movie that I don't recall seeing. So I thought I'd throw that on there. 1986, you said? Yeah, yep. Okay, I got it here. Um, and then next up, and this is one that I have a feeling that you may have seen, but I'm not sure. Uh, and that would be Silver Linings Playbook. I have not seen it yet. Um, and the reason I put that on there is because I've heard great things about it. It is a David O. Russell movie, but I've heard good things about it, and... One of us should really watch this at some point. We really I, should. I know, I know. I think I've <laughs> actually thrown that at you some time back. And, and yes, one of us should so. definitely watch that movie. Boy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next up is um, another big risk here. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, another movie called Don't Blink, you see. <laughs> uh, <sighs> directed by the great Travis Oates. <laughs> She was tired and carrying twins when her eyes were gouged out, and then, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ten people arrive at a secluded mountain resort to find it completely deserted with no gas for a return trip. The visitors are forced to stay and investigate the mystery surrounding the abandoned lodge. So, starring the great Zach Ward and uh, Mina Savari, you see. Who has done so much. Yeah, since uh, since American Pie or whatever she was in, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so there's that. And then the last one, and this is another one that I'm, you know, I might have seen this one, but I don't remember a thing about it if I did. And that is 1995's Candyman Farewell to the Flesh with Tony Todd. Um, Isn't that just the original one? No, huh? There was an original Candyman, and then the sequel is called Candyman Farewell to the Flesh. I, I don't. If I did see this, I simply don't remember it. I oh, only boy, remember I watching the first I might one. I don't even know if I have. Yeah, it's set in New Orleans, so I know it's not the one that I watched because the, the original I don't believe was set in set in New Orleans. But um, so yeah, it's I mean it's it's the Candyman deal. Uh, Tony Todd, hook uh, guy, hooked killer, hooked hand killer that kills people. at The end. I'm um, trying to see what else this guy's directed. Um, wow, that's a strange lineup of films. 
Gods and Monsters. Did Dream you Girls. Oh, oh, Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn 1 and 2. That one's out. Okay, um, <laughs> no problem. Uh, that one okay. might have had an opportunity until I saw that. Uh-huh. Candyman, uh-huh. Candy Man, can't. No. Yeah. Um, okay, oh boy, April Fool's Day is tempting me, but Silver Linings Playbook would be a big check mark off my list. Yeah, and it's uh, one that I, I, I'm going to guess it's good, I but I've just... I've. It's just one of those where I'm like, eh, drama with some romance David O. Russell's good, but eh. Is, uh, but I'm trying to look here. Do you know, is the hide-and-seek one subtitled? Um, on Netflix, I'm not sure. Is Would that make a big difference? What, I'd be more into it if it was. What what year is that? 2013. I got a 2000... Looking at hide-and-seeks here. I saw the one with Robert De Niro... In 2005, I got a hide and seek 2014. Maybe that's the one. Um, four fraudulent people flee London to start an unconventional utopia. Does that sound right? Um, no. Um, that one sounds better let's... than the one you're suggesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, let's I'm see. I'm not here. seeing I'm... it here. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna take it. No, it is, it is, it is. It's Korean with uh, English subtitles, at least on my computer, that's what it's saying. Okay. So, uh, how uh, give me run times for hide and seek and April Fool's Day? Uh, hide and seek is hour and forty five, and April Fool's is your standard. Uh, I believe that's your standard usual slasher runtime of ninety minutes, eighty nine minutes. There you go. I'll take April Fool's Day. That okay now extra fifteen and hide and seek. If it's Korean, you know it's going to be slow. Yep. Uh, and this is a blind, so I get to take three. I'll yes. take April Fool's Day, hide and seek, and Silver Linings. Between those three, you're going to find a good one. I would. I'll be surprised. Oh if, yeah. If, I, I'm keeping. Yeah. I threw Silver Linings in as a third because I'm sure that's probably watchable. Mm. Well, good luck. Yes. Good luck. Okay. Okay. Where to begin with you? See, I have my master list up here, and then I just kind of wait for the moment and see what strikes me. Oh, yes. We've got some new stuff that I'm going to throw at you. Uh, first up is a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Oh, recently no. added to Netflix. Oh, not that. Gone IMDb. Come on. Work with me here. Called Welcome to the Jungle. Do you remember watching the trailer for that? Yes. <laughs> well, that's on Netflix now. Okay. And it's so great that they don't even have a synopsis. Oh, here we go. A company <laughs> retreat on a tropical island goes terribly awry. Um, but it's Jean-Claude Van Damme acting like Jean-Claude Van Damme. Is joke within a joke kind of thing. Yeah, gotcha. Yep. So that one should be fun. Uh, next up we have Tooth and Nail. Did you see this one pop up on Netflix? I did not. Is this a horror movie? Uh, yes, it is. I believe so. A drama, horror, thriller. Michael Madsen, Ooh. Vinnie Jones. Uh, hmm. Again, no, no. Where is my synopsis? A group of people in a post-apocalyptic world fight to survive against a band of vicious cannibals. Uh, again, Michael Madsen, Vinnie Jones. And this is one of the After Dark Horror Fest movies. Okay. 
Yeah, it does not sound... It, it's a perfect blind roulette movie. That's one you throw yeah. at the other guy. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Um, now, this is the one that I was surprised was not on your list. And probably for good reasoning. Ragnarok. Ragnarok. I've heard of that. This was I... also recently added. From 2013. Directed by a bunch of Swedish people, I assume. Lots of people with little circles over their uh, letters and their names. Uh, the ancient and modern worlds collide when archaeologist uh, Sigurd Svensson finds the true meaning of the secret runes found in the Osberg ship. Um, it looked, it's kind of a monster. The trailer made it look like it's kind of a monster movie. Kind of a... I was getting a bit of a... Oh, crap. What was that movie where... Uh, Jesus fought the aliens in Viking times. <clears throat> Outlander. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was getting that okay. kind of, I was getting that kind of vibe without the alien sci-fi bit. Okay. In modern time and in past, where they're fighting this giant creature that you don't see off-screen. Okay. Uh, but also smelled like old-school sci-fi original. Not new school, old school, where it was still okay. kind of entertaining. So it might yeah, be gotcha. on that kind of level. Um, okay. okay. That's what? One, two, three. Uh, okay, this one I'm throwing back on there because one of us needs to watch it, and that is Barbarian Sound Studio. A sound engineer's work for an Italian horror studio becomes a terrifying case of life imitating art. Looks like a great piece of... Um, maybe possibly a little meta <clears throat> movie within a movie type of uh, thing going on. Okay, yep, I'm looking at it here. Uh, That's okay. supposed to be horror thriller. And the great Toby Jones. I love Toby Jones. He's so awesome. Yes, he is. Uh, what's that put me at, four? Yes. And lastly, I'm just going to throw you one more. I've got more I can give you if you're unsatisfied, but I'm going to put uh, <laughs> City of Men on there as well because one of us needs to watch this friggin' movie. Yes, we do. Yeah, I know we do. We both love the original, and now it's time for that. Uh, best Buddies, blah, 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 and blah, 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 about to turn 18, discover things about their missing father's past which will shatter their solid friendship in the middle of a war between rival drug gangs from Rio's favelas. And we both love the original, so... And that one, even that one would be the most drama-ish. It's hour 45. Okay. Ooh, so boy. Um, I think that there are probably two movies in there that might not be good. Let's put it that <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I gave you six, I, I wouldn't mind six as well, mm. if that's okay with you. Just... Sure. It'll, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be one that I've thrown on before, but I'm going to put it in there. Do I give him a horror? Or do I give him a thriller? I'll give you one that veered more into horror. That would be Last Days. I'm gonna keep throwing it at you till, till one of us watches this damn thing. Damn it! This is the. <laughs> I'm sorry, but somebody's got to watch it. This is the post-apocalyptic from 2013. Mysterious epidemic spreads across the planet. Humanity develops an irrational fear of open spaces that causes instant death. And soon the population is trapped inside buildings. And it looks Spanish, I'm guessing subtitled. And the yeah. only reason I keep throwing this at you is because you made me watch that 
oh, just god awful friggin' earthquake movie that was set down south down down South America as well. Um, Eli Roth produced. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah I watched After- that. Aftershocks or something. After whatever, it's shockwave or whatever. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Consider this on the list to one of us watches it because of that travesty. Gotcha. Um, Boy, I'll tell you right now, it is a cross between Tooth and Nail because Michael Madsen and Vinnie Jones and post-apocalyptic and cannibals. I'm like, And After Dark. Yeah, and After Dark. And there's some good After Darks. Yeah, there's some good ones in there, maybe. Um... (laughs) Tooth and Nail is number one for me right now, and then number two is going to be uh, Welcome to <laughs> Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should. Throw, I, I th- that one has to be funny. I, would, I know it. I, remember I would definitely the keep that. that as one of the three because that's your safe bet if if, yes. if all is going wrong. <laughs> yes. Um, and then third one. Oh boy, because you're right. There are some good. There are some good ones. Third one is going to be Last Days. Because you're gonna make you're gonna make me watch that thing eventually. So I, <laughs> yes, I am. It sounds too cool. It could I know be a it's, jump. it could it could be. It sounds too good to be true. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. Lastly was last days. Okay. It's it's sad that the reason I picked Tooth and Nail is because of Michael Madsen and Vinnie Jones. <laughs> that was the it's highlight. Not, yeah, that's the highlight of that. It wasn't like oh. Can't, Cannibals and post-apocalyptic. I'm like, ooh, Michael Madsen's in that, <laughs> and Vinnie Jones. Well, yes, of course. Michael I'm Madsen watch was it. in Reservoir Dogs, so surely yeah. it's a good pick, right? Yes, and Vinnie Jones was in everything uh, from Britain. Lockstock. <laughs> yeah, everything from Britain. Uh, he was in Lockstock, so surely that's good. Does, completely yes. discounting all of his direct-to-video trash that he's done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this will be a very interesting. So you've got an '80s slasher, and I've got a '90s direct to video. We shall see. Uh, oh, not '90s, 2000s. Yeah, 2000s. 2000s. Hey, at least we got uh, we got mulligans to fall back on. Yes, we do. Yes. <clears throat> okay, we're at a good time to move into recently watched because I got a bunch of stuff to I need to talk about uh, because we've been on holiday. So I was able to get a lot of stuff watched. <clears throat> I'm going to do a little double header of, of uh, documentaries here, uh, mostly because we've already talked about one of them, and that is I Know That Voice. You had that on the roulette. And yes, great I movie. finally uh, got around to watching it. And this is all about um, voiceover actors and craft and the work uh, that they do and the people behind the scenes, the, the people behind the voices. I'm a huge fan of animation, so it goes without saying that I'm a huge fan of voiceover work. And I love seeing these guys in their element, doing their job. And it was great to see uh, them get a little bit of credit for all of the voices that you don't know that they do. And uh, we had talked before on the roulette about um, Cowboy Bebop and and trading that off. And I loved seeing Mm -hmm. the guy that actually does Spike's voice from Cowboy Bebop was in there. And he was talking about Cowboy Bebop. (laughs) I thought that was awesome. Um... I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that, obviously. It's a thumbs up. It's a good movie. It didn't overstay its welcome. Definitely check it out. Next, yep. I want to talk about Particle Fever. Oh, yeah, okay. And this was a, uh, a documentary about the Large Hadron Collider in Europe. Um, <clears throat> now, this was, went, has been under construction for a long damn time. I didn't realize how long, but long. 
Um, and we were building one here in the United States, but then politicians decided that <laughs> science is stupid, and we shouldn't try and discover <laughs> things that we don't understand or know about yet, because we already know everything. Um, <clears throat> actual synopsis, physicists are on the cusp of the greatest scientific discovery of all time, or perhaps their greatest failure. I don't like that synopsis at all, because I don't agree with it. They're looking for what they're call what is called the Higgs boson particle, which is an unknown particle. Um, and forgive me if anything I'm about to say is a million miles off base, because I'm not a scientist. I'm just a publicly educated school kid. But I am able to grasp a lot of these things because I have an interest in science. But forgive me if I repeat them incorrectly. Now. They're trying to discover this particle because they think that it will solve a lot of um, theoretical scientists' issues and answer a lot of questions um, that the theorists are putting forward. So the practical scientists who actually do experiments and try and figure shit out are trying to find this particle and uh, learn more about it so that they can say, well, maybe this theory is more right than this theory. Uh, if that's makes any sort of sense. They're trying to understand more about our universe, uh, what we're made of, the Big Bang, how we came into being. It's, it's, it's all relative to this. Now, unfortunately, they call this the... Uh, some moron called it the God Particle along the way. The media runs with it, and then every fundamentalist in the world goes, oh, they're trying to find God in a particle. That's not what they're trying to do. Or they're trying to scientifically disprove God. It has nothing to do with any religion or anything like that whatsoever. Just the media runs away with it. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. It has nothing to do with that whatsoever. You got atheist scientists in this saying, we're, what we're doing has nothing to do with any of that. I mean, if you want religion, go ahead, knock yourself out. Nobody can disprove that because it's faith. It's not facts. It's just so... It, I was getting so frustrated watching it because it's like, you freaking media morons that run away with this just so that you can have something to talk about. It's, uh, yeah. It's... Anyway. Uh, I digress. Um, they made some progress, and I'm not going to give away the ending, um, but it kind of comes down to one of two theories, that of the multiverse or that of supersymmetry, of how our universe works together. And it was fascinating to see um, all of the theorists who have been working on this for, like, decades and uh, have a little bit more fact to go with their theories so that they could work on new theories. And this could push the boundaries of science further. And I think it's actually down for uh, work now for the next few years, and then they're going to be turning it back on. Um, I'm not sure what year. Again, in, uh, in a few years. Uh, but it was it was great. It was great to watch it on a scientific level and study, and, and it was just freaking interesting. Um, and I wish they'd spent a little more time on the science. I'm not giving this a super-duper high score. I wish they'd spent a little more time on the science, because when they finally got to the big reveal, they just kind of faded out and blurred away and then cut back to, well, here's the layman's terms of what we talked about. I, no. I'm sort of like, I could have used the data and the numbers. That would have been interesting to me. But, you know, they're trying to make a documentary interesting to everybody, not just science nerd gotcha. if, that makes, if that makes any sense it does so, yes I, I think you should watch it i think you would like it i, I it, it was it was definitely a good watch um 
Uh, back to you. I've wasted okay. uh, tons of time on that. but <laughs> No, no, you're good. You're good. Um, interesting that you say the whole news media thing. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to spend much time on this movie because it's not that good, but Anchorman Part 2, I watched that. And the only reason I bring that movie up is because it actually deals with making fun of the 24-hour news media. Is The invention of the news media is what that what Anchorman 2 is all about. And for that, I, I like that aspect of it because they, they, they of course, make fun of it. Um, but other than that, it was grueling. Uh, and I, that's the second time I watched it. And the first time I'm like, when it was done, I'm like, I think I should have liked that, but I really didn't like it that much. But maybe I'd like it better a second time. So, and that's that's perfect wife material there. So I watched it with her, and it's just two long, grueling hours. I'm like, a comedy should not be this long. It's, it's almost just, like a slasher flick. It should be at seventy to eighty-five minutes. Yeah, eighty-five minutes would have been perfect for this. And even then, eh, it's th- that. Anchorman was one and done. You got everything said in the first movie. You didn't need to... And I liked Anchorman. I thought it was really funny and unique and witty. This was just recycling old jokes and meh. Anyway. I, I agree. I mean, I loved I loved the first... I'm not a huge Will Ferrell fan, but I, Anchorman 1, I love that one. That one, I really like. And I started watching Anchorman 2 on Netflix. I got about 30 minutes and I was like, we're all done here. I don't yeah. need to. I'm good. I, You're I, literally not missing anything. It gets worse. The, actually, the first half hour is probably the best part of the movie. It oh. just... Oh, come on. <clears throat> but I don't want to spend much time on that. Okay. I've got other better better things to talk about. Better fish to um, fry. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, so... Well, let me quick... T- uh, I, let me just get rid of... I'm going to get rid of another comedy here, too, while I'm at it. Okay. Just to get rid of, just to get rid of it. That's Bad Grandpa. So I'm like, okay, well, Anchorman 2 is meh. Bad Grandpa should surely be funny, right? Eh. Wow, you're pr- you're the prime market for that film. I oh, I love the Jackass movies, and I'm I'm like this has got to be good. But honestly, it's like it just it's feeling over. If that makes sense, like <laughs> totally, <laughs> like like Knoxville's good in it, and they they're trying to do something different. And obviously, it's just Knoxville; it's not the other guys. But they're still trying to do the pit, playing pranks on each, on everybody, and he's dressed up as an old guy and. It's some of it's funny, but I'm like, uh, eh, I I need Bam and Steve O and the rest of the guys. And this uh, mm, this was a good 30 minute movie that was stretched out in the 90 minutes. And I I completely agree. And I love like the Ali G show. Absolutely love that show. And then he started making movies where he takes the one he picks one character and stretches it out to a full length. And I'm going, oh it just, come on, yeah. not none of those. I'm eh, no thanks. Yeah. And that's the same with this. Is is there's bits and pieces that if you take them all together and just have them as little skits like Jackass was, it, it would have made a great thirty minute laugh fest. But instead, I'm like, let's go. This one here isn't funny. Let's move it. Oh, okay, that one was funny. Ah, oh, here we go again. And I was gonna rewatch uh, movie forty three. That's the one that it was between that and movie because I'm like I want something really funny. I'm like, well, Bad Grandpa's got to be really funny. Movie forty three is worlds better than that. So, which is, that's on my rewatch pile. I got because I picked the the Blu ray. I can't wait to watch that. Oh, I, I think you and I are the only people on earth that think that movie is hilarious. Yeah. That is ninety minutes of complete brain rot right there, and I love it. <laughs> yes, it is. So anyway, okay, back to you. Okay, uh, <clears throat> Expendables three. Um, ah. For those that aren't familiar with the series, this is a uh, 
Well, let me give you the plot here, just going on memory. Uh, <clears throat> Sylvester Stallone recruits a bunch of has-been actors who are way too old to be doing action, and then together they all get together and go out and fight somebody, and then they save somebody, and they do some things and blow up some shit, and there's usually a bad chick actress in there, and there's some bad dialogue and some really bad jokes, but overall it's kind of entertaining, so basically what I'm saying is, it's an Expendables movie. If you've seen <laughs> Expendables 1 and Expendables 2, I mean, yeah. Expendables 3, I mean, you either are on board with this series or you're not. Yeah. And I'm fine with it either way. If you're if you're not on board with it, I completely understand. If you are on board with it, hey, high five. Let's have a couple of beers and watch another Expendables movie. I'd, I'd watch another one. I, I enjoy it. It amuses me. That last half hour is crazy. There was a pretty big deal made about this one being PG-13, and I watched the PG-13 version. I mean, it's the upper edge of PG-13. I, I guess the unrated version, they'll probably make the... Uh, bullet wounds have more blood come out of them than CGI, but it's not like I felt the heavy hand of a Weinstein editing or something. Yeah. <clears throat> and right before we started this show, I got through an hour and a half of it. Uh, I still have a half hour, and it's right where everything is start starting to get it's starting to get really good. But I'm, I'm enjoying it, but I enjoyed the first two. And yeah, I'm so far it's a thumbs up. It's not great, but it's one word, decent. One word description of these movies? Harmless. It, yes, they're harmless. It's not like it's they're a crime against humanity, but they're entertaining yeah. to scratch that action itch. Yeah, I never thought I'd say, that, but I do watching the third one, and I haven't watched it all yet. But I do miss Chuck Norris. He was his comic bits in part two worked. I that because a lot of the comedy doesn't work, and for some reason, I thought that the Chuck Norris stuff was pretty funny in part two. But um. No, you're you're right, and I think that two might be my favorite of the group so far. But uh, the third act of this movie is shit nuts. It's great. Oh, good, good. It, it all okay. hell breaks loose. Um, <laughs> but when it's all said and done, and I, I was I was asking myself which one of these do I like the best because I knew it would come up in our pod. Yeah. Um, I boy, I, I'm hard pressed to tell you because. They're all full of ridiculous shit. I mean, there, there's as much pro as there is con in every single one of them. For example, in the in the second one, there were way more jokes that didn't work. Way more one-liners between Bruce Willis and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Of, mm -hmm. Oh, you said my line from Die Hard, so I'm going to say your line from Terminator. Ho, 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 yeah. we're old and wrinkly. Yeah. Yep. And the audience sits there groaning. <laughs> <laughs> well, they cut away, they got rid of a bunch of that. But then there's also horrible shit in part three that they did or bad CGI. There's plenty of that in this movie. Yeah. Um, with the helicopters flying around. Look at me, I'm flying a helicopter. And I'm like, you, yeah. you don't even look like you left the ground. Yeah, and the, the chick in this one is just terrible. Uh, the chicken, terrible. The chick in all three of them. Yeah. Different chick in all three of them, they've all been terrible. Yeah. Not, so, that, yeah, not you're like right. Dolph Lundgren's acting up a storm over here. But yeah. <laughs> the bar is only set so high. Yeah. But these are these are entertaining movies. I'm like, oh, this is this is totally serviceable. 
two-hour, yeah, harmless, harmless. fun. I, I, I'm not. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I'll watch it again sometime. I won't remember it when I watch it again. I'm like, oh, okay, no, wait, what? What's this about again? Time to oh, scratch right. that action itch. This will work. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You'll yes. like the third act. It's crazy. It has Good. one Good. of the dumbest uh, little bits at the very tail end of it. Is so stupid. We'll discuss it after you've seen that. Uh, we'll do a okay. spoiler on it next next episode. I don't want to ruin okay. it because maybe you won't notice it. I'll point it out to you. Okay. Back to you. Got it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> boy, I've got a bunch of shit here. I hate to say that, um, but there are some movies that I... If you want to do um, a string of bad movies, you can just go down the line. Okay. Well, I'm going to... Uh, here's one that I originally really liked, and I've seen it numerous times and liked it every time until I finally bought the Blu-ray on the cheap and rewatched it. And honestly, I don't know if I've watched this movie... Um, since the very beginning days of uh, DVD. And this came out in, I think, 1995 or 96. And that would be The Craft. Oh, terrible movie. Yes. That movie was horrible. I I watched it because it got all kinds of love. Everybody was telling me how great it was, and I watched it, and I was like, that was freaking terrible. I've watched that movie one time when it came out, and I said, that was awful. (laughs) I've watched it numerous times. I watched it once in the theater, and I'm like, oh, that was great. And uh, Nev Campbell's in this, and other badass chicks, and grunge music, and it, it was, was it was the nineties. So okay. bad, yeah, it was so bad. And I'm like, this is what the nineties were like. This is what horror movies were like in the nineties, and just oh, and and so I bought it for a couple bucks on Blu-ray, and it's in my stack of movies to go to the exchange to get rid of because I will never watch that turd again. You know, when you told oh. me you got it, I just didn't say anything because for the oh. longest time, I'm not kidding, for the, for years, I'm the only one that has said that's a piece of crap. I am that so happy to hear you say crap. that. That is a piece of crap. Oh, I hated it. It was so and, irritating. Yeah, and I was kind of sort of with it a little bit like, like, with the nostalgia of the first half hour or so, like, oh yeah, I remember this and like, it's very 90s. And then I'm like, this is total Twilight crap with a couple F-words in here to make it an R rating, and this is horrible. So, I hated it. So, there you go. Um, Should I get rid of another piece of crap real quick? Sure, give me another piece of crap, and then I'll do a double Um, Hellbenders 3D. There's there's my other piece of crap. Somehow, the craft is better than that, because I actually finished the craft. Um... (laughs) Hellbenders is from J.T. Petty, and I actually like that director. He's done some movies that I've quite enjoyed. The Burrowers, a Western horror movie called The Burrowers was one of them. But Hellbenders was literally unwatchable. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless at how bad that movie was. Uh, and the premise was so ripe for great, irreverent, sleazy comedy horror, and instead it is, it is so bad... It's not scary. The CGI is poor. The comedy... Every single joke is worthless. Everybody involved should be ashamed of themselves for for doing this thing. And it's a a bunch of priests have condemned themselves to hell. And they... So they commit all the the seven deadly sins. And that way they get possessed somehow. And then they kill themselves so that they can go to hell and send the, the bad demons to hell with them and... Because of that, they're saints. Or it's sounds hilarious. It's so bad. It's so bad, and it. I. I. That's required viewing in hell. If you if you end up in hell, you're going to be watching that movie for eternity. So therefore, you need to get your life straight right now. It's a constant viewing of that and the craft on uh, 15 inch black and white VHS. Yes. 
<laughs> mono. So, yes, yeah, mono, yeah. And I remember you posted a trailer for this on on uh, Facebook. I and did. The trail. The trailer looks good, and maybe it's just me. Maybe, maybe there might be someone out there that enjoys the movie, but it tried to go for humor like Knights of Badassdom had, but every single joke failed. And it went with that. It's horror, but there is witty, funny stuff in it. But it it, it was it was god awful. You know, we've god-awful. talked about it before, but comedy horror is one of the has to be the most. A divisive subgenre yeah. of all of cinema. It has to be because you and I are usually on the opposite sides of the fence. You get uh, movies like uh, Hellbenders and Knights of Badass. Both of them come out and kind of go direct to video ish, or what will qualify mm-hmm. as direct to video these days. One gets buzz, the other doesn't. Knights of Badassdom has got buzz. Hellbenders, I've heard literally nothing about since I posted that trailer. Knights of Badassdom. Totally kick ass, awesome! Oh, I loved it. Hellbenders, <laughs> haven't heard one thing about. You're giving it a thumbs down. No, I don't need to see it. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a, that's actually one that I that's on my pile to get rid of as well. By the way, because <laughs> I bought the Blu-ray of that for dirt yeah. cheap. But that that's one that I would not. I would not like Silent Night. Like you should have watched Silent Night because it's a remake of my, I have one of my all time. Yeah, but Hellbenders, there's I like I would feel bad for you to sit through even an hour. I sat through an hour of it, and I'm like. I've wasted an hour of my life. I'm 40 years old, and now there's an hour of my life that I will never get back. <laughs> so, and here we are talking about it. I'm yes, wasting more time. Now we're wasting more time talking about it on our podcast. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, well, if you're done with that, yes, I'll take over. I'm going to do a, a little double header here of a little bit older movies, and the reason for that is because I'm going to bounce it back to you, and then when I get it back, I'm going to do a double header of newer movies that I loved. This okay. is going to be <clears throat> newer movies that I'm I'm giving a pass. This would be a passing grade. I liked both of these. Uh, first up would be House of Clocks. It was relative to mm. our pod. Oh. I finally watched that one. Uh, Lucio Fulci. Um, it was good. Too slow. That's my biggest c- complaint about it. It's too slow. When you have such a uh, weird dynamic of this story. Uh, I got the synopsis here. One moment. Uh, three low-life punks are trapped in a posh villa while trying to rob it and become at the mercy of the murderous owners whom have the power to stop and reverse time via their mystical clocks. And that sounds way cooler than the movie actually is. Uh, because it's more like they go into the villa and kill... There was some dead people in there, and then they kill other people, and then everybody's dead, and then the clock starts spinning backwards, and then some people come to life and some don't, and it's confusing, and Lucio Fulci, and... <laughs> <laughs> then the end is really bizarre and you're like what okay yep but it's worth a watch because it's very unique this would be something that's uh ripe for a remake uh and you know a co- coherent writer would be uh, yes. helpful and then you have a real idea and a real concept and a real movie but the all of the violence and gore and whatever was signature fulci and so that part yep. was that part was entertaining um yeah so it gets. A, I would never I defend this movie. Yeah. No, I'm giving it. Yeah. A, if you would have hated pass. it, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, I have from 1953, the original War of the Worlds, finally on Netflix. Ooh. And let me tell you, sir, it's a film from 1953. There is no doubt about it from beginning to end. But, um, I can see why this is such a special film to so many people. The special effects are great. 
the the, uh, the transfer, the HD transfer is worth the price of admission alone. You have yeah. to remember this is a 1950s movie, so most of it is slow, and there's dances and milkshakes and this other boring <laughs> bullshit. Uh, where you're like, come on, <laughs> oh, milkshakes. <laughs> And greasers, are there some greasers in there? And <laughs> there is, and, and from the wrong side of the tracks. And... Yes, there is, and there's a Podunk the moron with the shovel who's like, "Oh, a meteor yeah. landed. I'm gonna go up and slap it with my shovel." Oh, that's great. Oh. <laughs> but then shit starts happening, and it's interesting, and it's great special effects. Again, the transfer. I mean, on Netflix, worth the price alone, man. Worth the trip. It, uh, it transfers amazing. Looks like it was made yesterday. Incredible. Yeah. Um, so that's my old school doubleheader. Back to you. And anyway. I, I, I got two more that I want to absolutely have to touch on this pod, and then I'll be ready to wrap things up. So okay, give me your, uh, um, the best of what you got. Damn it. Um, have we have we talked about pieces before on our show? Because I just rewatched yes, that last night. We have. Okay, but go ahead. Pieces is. Well, the pieces is the greatest movie ever made. I'm going to move on to other stuff. <laughs> I I have a love affair with that movie, and the more I watch it, the more I I'm like that is the greatest drinking movie of all time. I love that movie. I I love that movie. But I I've got other stuff I want to I want to touch on. So okay, so. Um, I'm going to touch... I rewatched This Is The End, and that's the movie with all the actors playing themselves. Mm-hmm. Have you watched it? Yes, I've seen it. It's a, it was okay. I thought okay. that it had uh, a couple of serious high points, and the rest of it was just sort of, sort of uh, eh, watchable, yeah. but it wasn't, wasn't like, horrible. But Yeah. Eh. Okay, well, I, I here's the thing that I want to talk about with this movie is, it is extremely irreverent, um, but, but there is a lot of big laughs in the movie, but... Some, something about, and this is kind of sort of spoilerish, but um, a couple of our heroes do end up in heaven in the end. And I got to tell you, I am not a boy band fan, but that is the best use of Backstreet Boys you will ever see in a movie ever. I was ready to stand up and cheer at the end of that movie. I'm like, yes, that's that kicks ass yeah, for did, some reason. did nothing for me. Uh, I and thought it was hilarious. It, it was funny, <laughs> but it, it was I was not like, that's our age gap uh, because yeah, it, it, yeah. Uh, our slight age gap because you're just a little older than me so that was kind of cool that uh, retro cool it was yes and for was. me I was right in the middle of it so it was like screw every one of those guys and that yeah. song and for me and they're all right. dancing it was, to it, it was and retro, I'm like yeah, it was retro cool for me I'm like that is so great <laughs> <laughs> not for but, me but I, I I did I got a kick out of the fact that 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 movie tried to do something different with, like, the actors playing themselves, and they're all assholes, of course, and that it's a horror movie, it's it's a comedy that has really graphic violence in it here and there, and I, so I, I want to just bring it up, because I enjoyed it, I, I did think that the movie was watchable, very watchable, and I, I got a kick out of the end. No, it was, I, I give it a thumbs up for Jonah Hill getting raped in the mouth by Satan with a huge giant he did, Satan yes, demon yes. dick, because I hate him, yes. and that's it. <laughs> So yeah, so Pieces was the best movie of of in the galaxy of shit movies, and this is the end is is a whatever. So okay, Backstreets back, Backstreets back, yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. <clears throat> okay, I finally finally got to watch a movie that I've been dying to see because 
you raved and raved and raved about it, and uh, so have some other people online that I trust. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, Under the Skin. Oh, yes. Yes, I finally got a chance to watch it. Voodoo Rental uh, happened to be on sale, and I jumped at the chance. And let me tell you, sir, it didn't disappoint one little bit. That movie was everything that I expected it to be from its trailer. Um, And, I mean, from from what you and others have said as well, but from the trailer, when I see a trailer, my expectations are set. And this one just drilled it. I think the best way to explain it, and this is still, like, not a good way to explain it, but I, it's the only thing I can come up with. Uh, Drive. You remember Drive? Mm-hmm. We love. If you imagine um, an alien invasion through the prism of Drive, there is barely any dialogue in this thing, and it's just artistic as all hell, and uh, oh, I just I freaking loved it. It, it. So much so that I can barely describe it. I'm horrible at Me describing too. good movies. Me I'm too. good at describing bad movies. <laughs> so I watch good movies and I'm just like, so great. Duh. <laughs> this is one of those. And I, uh, it really teetered on pretentious. It really, you really yeah. teetered on that on that line. And I, but I it totally, didn't go over. It could be argued that it might have if somebody came with that uh review i wouldn't argue with them it worked totally fine for me i absolutely loved it and i there's nothing more i can say about it i still uh have time on my rental i seriously considered watching it again today <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 on amazon prime and i i can't wait to rewatch that movie i i can't wait to because i I, it's like your eyes are glued to the screen, especially, and I, I don't want to give too much away, but when she sucks these guys into her alien world or whatever in this black sludge, it's like, oh, it's it's so, it gives me almost goosebumps thinking about it. It's so crazy. It is. It's so icky and weird, but it, it works so well. It's, oh, yeah. it's just brilliant. It was just brilliant. Yeah. I would say that our friends over at Cinema Sidekicks should uh, give that movie a watch if I, they haven't. I, I would I, love to hear Steven's review of that because uh, he loved Drive. I, yeah. What would you think of Drive via uh, Alien Invasion? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, it's so yep. oh, it's so hardcore. Uh, yeah. I did have a little bit of a complaint with um, a couple of things towards the end, but they're so nitpicky and they're spoilery, so I can't. I don't want to give them any. Yeah, I'll just let gotcha. it go. Um, I'm not like giving masterpiece status to this thing or anything. I, yeah, I, I would give this a high mark of like a nine out of ten. Yeah, one good, of the best. Good. Of oh, that's the year. Was it this year? Or last year? I think it was last I year, and I would definitely. Year. I'm right there with you. I would give that a, a, a best of last year. Okay, definitely. Um, I have one more. Do you want to okay. go? Do you want one? Uh, yeah, I have one more that I want to touch on. There's a couple others, but I'll just hit on one, uh, just because I'd like to just talk on it just briefly. Um, I won't take too long, but I'm a huge Steven Spielberg fan. We both are. Uh, and we've, for the most part, you and I both watched. Uh, I would say I'm a hit and miss Spielberg fan. Well, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, he he has some misses. Well, I watched a, oh boy, it's hard for me to say, call it a miss, but it's right on that line right there. The past line. Uh yeah, it, and that would be War Horse. Mm. And I've been wanting to watch this for a while, and I finally got it. Uh, you, well, you actually picked it up for me on Blu-ray for a couple bucks, 
And um, I'm like, okay, for a couple bucks, that's worth owning on Blu-ray because it's Steven Spielberg and it's going to be a big epic whatever. And it is. It's, it's big, epic, uh, John Williams score, uh, you know, lush photography. But And I, I was told before watching this movie, that movie is a tearjerker. Just be prepared. No. There are certain movies that, that try too hard. Um, and it makes it like, oh, you're trying to make me cry. My wife watched it with me, and she's like, oh, she's like, this is kind of sappy. But but then there's other movies where they don't they don't have to try that hard, and you're, it's like the waterworks. Yeah, uh, Interstellar, Interstellar, by the way, is yeah. one where I'm like, oh my lord. But this uh, one under here, the skin, uh, I, I was struggling with under the skin because yeah. of uh, with the kid on the beach. Oh, and that was horrible. That was, the, that was one of the most horrific things I've ever seen in my life. And it wasn't like yeah. blood splattering anything. But, you know, that comes down to uh, personal involvement. Because I have yeah. kids that age. So seeing that was just... That was... that I, was Oh, I forgot about that. That was so grueling. Dude, it was oh, so man. hard. It was so freaking hard. And I remember people talking about it before I had watched the movie. And so I, I thought that was the end of the movie. Like, I thought this beach scene was going to be the end of the movie and it's like 30 minutes in or something like that. And yeah. I was just like, and I remember, now, now this is happening. And uh, you think about the rest of the movie, you're like, oh, that was so hardcore. Oh, and it, it's not hardcore, well, but it, it is. It is. The subject it, matter. It, yeah, the subject matter so is. so bad. Anyway, uh, yeah. War Horse. But War Horse, yeah. But it, basically, you, t- you take out a, a World War One. Boy loves horse. Boy goes to war. Horse goes to war. Whatever. No, no. I don't. Just, I don't watch movies with horse, uh, sisterhood, or pants in the title. <laughs> That's it. I have rules. Oh, but this is one of those where. Okay, here's. I'll leave it at this. This is one of those movies to where, where something major happens. Okay, uh, so there's the a horse whole bunch dies. Of people yeah, I get it. No, 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 no. There's a whole bunch. There's like a whole bunch of people around, and something major happens, and like one person gets up and just. Uh, is it the worst slow clap in history? It, it's kind of, no, it, and it's. I'm using that as an as a <laughs> example here, where everybody starts to kind of like, oh, and that doesn't work. <laughs> that shit doesn't work, and it's not emotional, and it just pulls me out of the movie where I'm, I'm watching a movie with actors on a set, and it's fake, and it's beautiful photography, and it's fake, and yeah. Oh, well, just a a friendly reminder. Steven Spielberg directed Jurassic Park 2 and Indiana Jones 4. So he is not without (laughs) fault. Yes. Little girl swinging and kicking a velociraptor in the face. I do. Kim Kata. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, all right. (laughs) One more review and we'll wrap this thing up. Okay. Finally got around to watching Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm the last person on Earth. Mm. And, damn, I really do have the rage. I'm dying. Despite all the uh, positive reviews, I was still skeptical because I'm a comic book guy. And granted, I don't, I'm not running to the, I'm not Guardians of the Galaxy guy. I'm not buying all of the Guardians of the Galaxy books, so I don't know that much about them. But I know enough about them. And I was thinking, there's... Man, this is a curious choice for Marvel to make this movie. Why would they make Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, wait. It's one of the few properties that they still have the rights to. So that's why they're making it, and that's why they're including it. Okay, I'll go along with it. But it's very hard to get the tone of this property right. Who are they going to get as a director? James Gunn? Slither? That's freaking perfect. 
But <laughs> since there's, uh, it's a group thing. It's a like Avengers. It's so hard to get all of the stars to line up, and um, get all of the character beats right, and get all the backstories right, and throw in all of the proper nods that you need to for all of those backstories. There's no way that this is going to meet my comic nerd demands. Well, it did. It did in spades. It did so much in spades, I had to rewatch the uh, second half the next morning just to make sure that I saw what I thought I saw. <laughs> so I rewatched it, and beat for freaking beat. This movie is amazing, and I know this is a boring review because everybody has seen this movie already, and everybody already knows it. I'm the last person on Earth. But I'm going to do something that I don't do. I'm breaking one of my own cardinal rules of film criticism. I never give out tens on a first viewing. Never, never. Guardians of the Galaxy, 10 out of 10. This wow. might be the best movie Marvel's ever made. This might trump Avengers. This might trump uh, Captain America 2. It, it's just it, phenomenal. The amount of crap that they crammed in there for backstories and yeah. uh, just all of the, 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 the shit that needed to be in there. They crammed it all in without screwing up the tone, without screwing up the pacing, without... Yeah, Spider-Man, you know, Spider yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, that's was... I mean, you have... That's where you're you trying to cram no, too much in. You have no excuse. If Guardians of the Galaxy can exist and be this good, then how is it that one hero can't squeeze in a couple of villains and make it all work? That movie was yeah. a train wreck. And this yeah. movie was perfect. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. It just completely blew my mind. I absolutely can't wait to watch it again. And again, I know this is boring because everybody has seen it and loves it. But unless you're a uh, comic fan and know some of the backstories on these characters, you, you don't know how perfect this film is. It really... it puts every single thing in there that I needed to see. And that's awesome. it. That's yeah. it. That's it for yeah. me. I, I anything yeah, else Dave, for you? <laughs> Dave Batista from I mean a WWE wrestler, he every scene he was in I thought was brilliant. And I'm like, Dave but you're getting Dave Batista, the wrestler? I'm like he was great. He was perfectly cast. Every, even like what we were talking about with Warhorse is Forced emotions. It, it didn't work in that movie. There was a couple. I remember there was a couple scenes where you're like, "Oh man, that was there, that was very." There was a emotional. scene. There was a scene where the CGI raccoon was holding a CGI twig of a CGI tree, and I was tearing up. Yeah, that exactly. is messed up, dude. And I'm. I don't want it to make it. I don't want to make it sound like I was doubting James Gunn. I wasn't doubting him ever. When they yeah. when they said they were making him the director, I was like, oh, shit, this movie's got yeah. a real chance. But yeah. the, there is so much in that world, so much involved in that world. Uh, Yondo, the, just everything. I, I, they, he just freaking nailed every single yeah. spot, man. I couldn't believe and it. And isn't it amazing that a movie that came out in August, August is starting to be the dead time of summer, that that was the biggest movie of the, of the year. That was the biggest movie yeah. of the year, I think. Of the yeah. Amazing. That's amazing. Oh, thank God it was too. Oh, they're yeah. going to make more of them. Can you I, I mean, yes. I seriously I was just I I was in shock after that movie was yeah. over. 
I was even and, and, even more in shock after I watched it again the next day. And <laughs> yeah, and now will they will they tie that into Avengers? Then, like, are they going to bring those worlds together? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Thanos is intimately involved with the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's why they're bringing in Guardians. That's another reason that they're bringing them in is because Thanos is the big bad from the end of Avengers One, right? So yes, they bring in yes. the Guardians. They're doing this little in between Avengers movie with uh, the robot. And then okay. uh, Avengers 3 is going to be Thanos. So Wow. So uh, I don't know how they're going to include Guardians in that, but I'm sure it's going to be uh, Avengers, Guardians, everybody. Everybody versus Thanos. It's going to be like the biggest movie event ever it, it, since Avatar. It's going to be humongous. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh boy. Will that's it, that's will, exciting. Will, will yeah. it work? We'll see because I don't think I don't know if Joss is on. Joss Whedon is on for the third one. Is uh, and and I know that uh, that um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is because I thought that he was kind of wanting to be done with Iron Man, or is he still on board for whatever? I don't care. Uh, oh, okay. he, he is the most replaceable person on that list, in my opinion. I mean, everybody's in love with him. They're like, oh, he is Tony Stark. He's the most amazing Tony Stark. Nobody could ever replace him. And I'm like, he's just a rich, drunk asshole. Like, <laughs> who can't replace him? I, ten people, ten actors in Hollywood could replace him. I, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see him stay on and come, uh, do it all the time, but... Uh, we can't have Harrison Ford playing Han Solo and Indiana Jones every day. He doesn't want to do it. And it's the same with Tony yeah. Stark. He doesn't want to do it. Well, then, you know, piss off. Go do whatever, you know, failing judge movie you're going to do. <laughs> oh, did that movie fail? Eh, it didn't do so good. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you liked the movie. Though. And, you, and, and, of course, I love the fact... I love the fact that uh, that James Gunn comes from the school of trauma, yeah. and of course he somehow shoehorned good old Lloyd Kaufman oh, into and, the movie. Oh, and I was the uh, guy in the room because I was watching it with the wife and kid. And I was the guy in the room going, "Ah, it's Lloyd Kaufman. We met him. Yeah, yeah. We met him <laughs> up in Cleveland." You know, and they're going, "Who? What? Why? Yeah. I don't care." And <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I did that with my wife when we watched it in the theater. I'm like, "Oh, there's Lloyd Kaufman, huh? Who? Oh, okay, yeah." <laughs> We, we we met him. We met him. Uh-huh. The creepy That's little a... weird Jewish guy up there in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> the one that's so. screaming, waving his yes. arms, and, and there's 15 people on the row, but yeah. none of us yeah. for two know, seconds. You yeah. and I, <laughs> and you and uh, I are like that one, and our wives. Yeah. Our wives must think we're the the biggest morons ever. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Uh, I'm glad. I, I'm glad that we ended the show on on Guardians because it's such a great movie to talk about, and it's it's such a great movie. And I'm glad that you finally got to see it. So, oh, it was it was fantastic. I can't wait to own that thing on Blu-ray. I can't wait to watch it again. I'm just so thrilled that that thing one that it exists, and two that it was successful because yeah. that means they're gonna make more. And yep. My God, did they make more of anything that's successful? Well, finally, it's something I care about. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, anyway. Yep. Anything else to add for this particular episode? Man, that's it. We've covered a ton of ground today. Yes, we have. Many, many movies. Uh, if you have anything else that you think we should add, any mistakes you'd like to correct in this episode, because I'm sure we've made some, you can email us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. 
please visit our friends Cinema Sidekicks, cinemasidekicks.com, and on iTunes, as well as Cinema Soft Underbelly, also on iTunes. You can reach us also on Facebook, Movie Freaks Pod. <clears throat> That's going to be it for this episode. I'm Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. Bye. See you.